0: Hello all, oh, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. I'm not sure if I've talked about something in a podcast or not. It's been a long time that this, this idea has been in my brain. <laughs> so a few guy, you know, it's probably been like a year ago that that. My somebody in my family had come to visit me. Like, her family had come to visit me. And she was talking about somebody that she follows closely. She's read this person's book. And the thing that struck her the most was that this person said, Basically, no one's coming to save you. But there's no one that's going to rescue you. There's no one that's going to save you. There's no one, you don't have a, I guess, some kind of savior. And so, basically, we need to, I don't know, I guess, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and just continue on. <laughs> I'm not sure what the whole premise is, but I and I just had an immediate reaction to that. And I had told my this person in my life who was telling all of us about this that I had I had followed this person as well for a period of time and then she, I believe it was on one of her lives that she said something really that I perceived as being cruel to one of the people that was listening to her live. It was it was really harsh and, in my opinion, cruel. You know, which brings up a whole other. <laughs> You know the idea of credentialing, like I abs- like credentialing, like there's all these people out there that are that are filling these roles of things that that they actually don't have a background in you know they they have a background in something else and then somehow they emerge as a life coach uh and it takes a, a honestly this is just my opinion it takes a a, a certain sil- skill set to inspire people to actually change. Although this person did inspire my niece to change. She's been really inspirational for her, but this, this, there were two things that I stopped following this particular person. And the first one was that. I don't believe that there's no one coming to save me or us. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. And the second thing was the cruelty with which she answered one of her followers. I don't think that it, it I guess, behooves us when somebody is down. To press them even further down to you know oh, I can see you're struggling with something, and it's your fault that you're struggling with it i don't I don 't see saying that to somebody as as productive, but <laughs> when I was in school. In graduate school, I had this, this amazing professor and he, he said, what really helps people is the relationship. It's the relationship that they have with their therapist, you know, which is kind of going back to Freud in transference. And generally, the whole point of therapy is to get someone out of therapy. But, I mean, there are therapists who don't do that and they see people for forever. And I'm not suggesting that. But, and and, and this is one of the things that is really challenging as a therapist is, is, um, forming an alliance, forming a relationship with someone, and the idea that you're not going to be there. You you have to like give this person wings to go fly to 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 learn. You have to teach them how to fly. <clears throat> but anyway, so getting back to this whole idea of of rescuing. So I I actually have the belief now. It is my belief that we are all surrounded by an entourage of beings that are consistently working on our behalf in ways that we cannot see it is just my my absolute belief that that is the case and and i watch these animal rescues every day these these like amazing animal rescues of these animals that like dogs that can't walk like they don't have movement in their back legs, and then they're the next thing you know the dog is running um there there's a mom pup in the in the weeds that has babies, and these people come and rescue all of them i mean there's I watch these seal rescues where these this whole group of, of rescuers go out all the time, like every day, I think, and look for seals that have been entrapped by nets and wires and all kinds of things, hooks, and they, and they free this animal from this entanglement. And and lately, I've just been wondering, like, like, are they doing that with us? Is our entourage, is our our grouping of beings doing this with us? But we just don't know about it. Like, we don't, you know, it may not be as 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 obvious as you know a seal colony. <laughs> they still run from the rescuers, but. I've been watching this for a while and they seem, I don't know, they seem less afraid of them. And I don't know if that's true, but I mean, you would think that they, they would be aware that there's these people, they're always the same people who come out and then the next thing you know, they don't have this net, you know, they're, they have this relief from this encounter. I'm just saying. And so I get to thinking about this as a as a generality in in what I see in the world and and I really believe that it does come down to our belief about it. If we believe that we are helped Versus believing that we're not helped, and if we and if we develop a belief that we're not helped and that we are alone and that we are response alone are responsible, and that we have to to that we I don't know, just this sense of aloneness and responsibility on our shoulders. Um, so I had gone to one of my these tournaments that I like to go to. <laughs> this one was a I call them tune-ups, and I I get it to the the Uber to go to, to the hotel from the, from the, the airport to the hotel. And there is this person and she's just like truly lovely. She's beautiful and just elegant. And, um, and at some point I, I get this, this feeling that, she is sick. I mean, like really sick. And I don't ask questions. I just don't. Not like that. I'm not gonna ask. You know. So, you know, are you sick? Like, I, you know, I'm not gonna be rude. And throughout, throughout the, the, tune up that I was at. I I just kept running into her. <clears throat> and like the second day, I think it was the second day, it could have been the third, I can't remember. She 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 was really suffering. She walked up to me. She just, you know, and she, I could see it. She was suffering so badly. She could hardly stand. She was just really really sick and i got this this impression for myself that that i'm not responsible i i i didn't realize that i had taken on the the some sense of responsibility to to like, I, I, can't, I can't have it be, you know, oh, so sorry, that's your suffering. Like, I can't. But on the other hand, there's, there's, it's not my responsibility to, you know, I leave that up to God. I, I, I had this, like, almost verbatim, these words come into my brain saying, leave it up to God that that you're not responsible to like end her suffering and and so I let it go and the strange part was when I saw her later she was better she was better and I saw her several times during the this and then I ended up going back to the to the airport on in an Uber with her. I opted to go to the airport earlier because I wanted to see her. And, <laughs> and it was interesting because she, she asked me to come visit her. She said, you know, will you come visit me? And I said yes. <clears throat> and <laughs> So my son has been asking me for a couple months now. He really wants to go do the Hollywood sign hike. He's like, I want to go do the Hollywood sign hike. And I don't know what is all entailed in this thing. But, and, and so I've been, she lives in Orange County. So I've been trying to figure out how to like put these two things together and I, was talking to my son yesterday about it all and he said something just so crazy that I I, honestly I hadn't thought of it because I was thinking that we would take a plane like okay so then we land in LAX and then we you know and then she's closer to Irvine and the Hollywood sign is over here by Burbank you know I was trying to figure it all out and I really don't know that area at all, to be honest. But I, he, and then he says to me, my son says, mom, why don't we drive? And I was like, oh, yeah, why don't we? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of it. But, um, so I, I planned this whole trip. I, I got it all planned. I got our hotels, I got the car rental, Um, I've arranged with my friend, um, I got this certain hotel that I'm extremely excited about and, (laughs) and I think it's funny. I got this, um, this email recently. I know these are kind of asides, but I just wanted to share. I just think it's so funny. I've been doing so much traveling and I, I, I have the, it's like, I'm not sure what, exactly how how to say it, but it's like a Marriott. Um I have the um app on my phone because I stay at at these Marriott's a lot. And I (laughs) they sent me this thing that I got silver status. And I had earned some points and so I was able to get this hotel for like seventy dollars. So I was like so excited. I'm like, oh my God Wow, you know, it's so exciting. Um but anyway so <laughs> so back to to my the rescuing. I think I think that it comes down to our belief about it. I was thinking about this time. I've had periods in my life that were really bad. I mean really bad. And one of them was um in my early 30s. My life had really fallen apart seemingly for I don't know, but I was I was going through a divorce and I had two really young children. like I had like a... Say a three-year-old and a f- five-year-old. Um, my children were really young and I was... I was living in an apartment. And... I was in graduate school. And... I was... I was in the closet. And I... I was just, I was just sobbing. And I was just, like, literally, like, I was in such a bad way because my whole life was incongruent with what I thought it would be like. Like, I, I just, I'm just laying there. I'm just sitting there in the closet, just sobbing, and I'm just a mess. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> I hear, get up and go wash your face and write your paper. Because I had a paper due that evening. And so when I was young, like my dad, he knew to the minute when I got home from a date he knew like he, I don't know if he slept or he couldn't sleep and I would wake him up or I don't know how that went down. But I remember I came home from, from a date and, and I was upset, was really upset. Trying to navigate this, this relationships with boys was really, wow. Anyway, i come home and I was upset about something and I'm sitting in the front hallway and my dad comes up and I was just crying, I think. And my dad just, he took his hands and he put them on the sides of my cheek in the sweetest way and he said, go wash your face. And go to bed. So it was like the weirdest parallel. So I have no doubt that it was my dad. Who passed away when I was younger. When I was young. Was telling me. When I was in the closet. To go wash your face. I could give you so many instances in my life where I was saved, where the right person came, where the right person called, where, where, but what ends up happening with us is we either develop a pattern in our lives where... Our belief is that somebody will call, and they do, and then as we 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 develop a belief about it that when we are in need, it's going to work out, or the opposite. We we develop a pattern of having a need and not hearing the voice, not getting the phone call, not having the right person walk by. And I think that these patterns end up, you know, really like with dire consequences for some people where they just develop such a pattern of not believing that their suffering will be alleviated that they... They just give up. And so I guess I make the choice on a, you know, a moment-to-moment basis to, to have the belief that God, the universe, is benevolent, is, is loving by nature. Is rescuing by nature and and is and is caring. It's like sometimes if we if you really think about it, there's nearly like nothing is really in our control the way we think it is. Like like the bodily functions, the fact that our heart beats our entire life. The fact that the sun rises and sets, the fact that 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 it rain, that everything is provided for us. We've been told otherwise. We've been told if you don't work, you don't eat. But it's just a belief. It's just a a thing that we just think over and over and over until it's what we think is true. We think ourselves into it being a truth, but I'm not sure. I don't think that that's true. I'm going to end this, but I I wanted to to say this last thing before I do. So... Uh, you know, I've been sharing with y'all, I've been really for four years now, you know, it's four and a half years. No, it's four. Um. Attempting to, to have something that, that I believe it's my belief that I would enjoy having. So let's just say, it's a car. There's this car and and let's just say it's let's just say it's a $60,000 car. Okay? And I want to pay cash for it. I don't want to I don't want to finance it. I want to pay cash for it, and I don't have I really, you know, it's not really in my budget to buy the car with cash. It's not in my budget to pay for the insurance, to, so, you know, everything you know and it's kind of a fancy car and so i'm going to have to have you know funds to be able to do the the maintenance on it as well okay so and and so even though i I've, I've done really a lot <laughs> of of the energetic work around this car I've imagined myself driving this car I've imagined myself paying for this car I've imagined myself like the gratitude that I would feel with this car I I've like I've like closed my eyes and I can like actually feel myself sitting on it I can I can like I'm driving by the ocean in this car. I can just feel it. And the top is down. I can feel my hair just blowing in the wind. I mean, and I I just absolutely love this car. I have, like, signs every day. I see the car. I see, like, the car on the street every day. I see, you know, I get... Advertisements on my, you know, you know, for this car, I, I, um, I, just get these clues about it. Like, say, I get the clues about it every day, but there's still something inside of me that is blocking. it's like this this block because there is a practiced belief that that $60,000 car is is out of my budget like it's it like i I don't have the money yet in the bank to pay cash for the car. And I keep looking at the bank account. I mean, I'm just using this as an example. Okay, so in the bank account, I keep looking at the bank account and it's, and it's not in the, the money is not in the bank yet. And so... I'm trying to figure out how to remove big because I guess that I keep keep looking, I keep saying, okay, well, where's the money? You know, and I have this practiced blockage from the allowance of this car, this Thing to come into my physicality, and I, I'm looking at that because I've been able to to have other things come into my physicality that appeared. I mean, like truly, out of out of like, and and they were things that I that I didn't really think that much about. I wasn't doing the mental, like, what that would feel like. I mean, I did in a way. I mean, I I would practice, but, like, a little bit. But, like, I just really didn't care that much. As much about that as I did about this car. But yesterday, I had this. Experience i'd gone for my evening walk meditation, and I was listening to this music that I had heard at my last tune up <laughs> and i was I was listening to this music and i 'm walking and then i 'm looking up at and it 's like this music is like like a, a an auditory representation of like my love and and I was just and I'm watching this like this weird pattern in the sky with the sunset and I'm, I'm just like in this complete euphoric state I mean I was just I was just And such euphoria. And I suppose that that. Is the goal. In and of itself. To just be. In this place of euphoria. So much so. That I'm not. In any way, fixated on So it's like just the love of the car and the feeling of the car. <laughs> but my point with this was is the sweetness. With which the just the feeling of the love is is like the point in the sense that if the car ever comes into my physicality, I mean, that would be great, but if it doesn't, that's okay too. But I just love loving the car. Just like, it's so much, I get so much life, I get so much joy, I get so much of this feeling of euphoria, just loving the car. And so, I guess I'm going to end with that. (laughs) I hope this makes sense. Hmm. I appreciate you listening, and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.